Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Seed Struck Movie Podcast. It is a Sunday. It is the 11th of February, and I'm here with my co-host, John. Trick or treat, motherfucker. And Simon. Oh, you stole my line. <laughs> oh, no, damn it. Shit. What's <laughs> <laughs> <Plus> the rhymes? <laughs> and uh, I'm Curtis, uh, your co-host as well, too. And we're back with uh, looking at our Halloween film series, the hor- referring to the horror films, too. We're taking on probably the most maligned entry in the list. This is 2002's uh, Halloween Resurrection, starring Busta Rhymes and Tyra Banks and... You know who knows a myriad knows. of other anonymous. <laughs> fucking yeah, I've never see them again. <laughs> and Jamie, Jamie, Jamie Lee occurs for ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's got one yeah. of the guys from American Pie, and he gets stabbed in the head, and I couldn't have been happier. Oh, that's <laughs> right, uh, Thomas Ian Nichols, who was Kevin, I think, in American oh, Pie. Oh, yeah, and, <laughs> and Sean, Sean Patrick Thomas, who has had a pretty good career. He was in uh, what was that one? Save the Last Dance. Uh, he plays Rudy, the guy who who knows fresh fennel from old fennel for some reason. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I love this. I can't wait to talk about this movie. Curtis is like, fuck this goddamn movie. But I'm like, I can't wait. It's, there's so much to talk about. It's lush with things to say. Love to hate. You can love to hate it, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, uh, yeah, it wasn't our favorite entry. But, I mean, there's lots to talk about with this entry, too. But before we do that, we like to talk about our news of the week and what we watched this week, too. Um, so, why don't you kick us off, John? I know you had quite a few notes on there. For the news uh, yeah yeah so um uh this one's interesting I, I i mean folks i would say if you hear what i'm saying like go check it out on youtube yourself I, I don't have the link we're not like one of those fancy spotify pods where we play it side by side but uh, there's a new teaser trailer for a movie called uh La- late night with the devil starring uh david desmalkian and it's um it's a really interesting uh movie uh the trailer anyways because it's presented very 70s with like a voiceover guy like there was a TV station and like, it just sounds like both with in like a, the kind world. Of, yeah. Like it's got that like, t- but it's like the TV, like the seventies version of that guy. It's like that with like the fuzz of like the film grain. It's a, it's sort of like, it looks just like ghost watch. It's about this like television broadcast where they tried to do this. Like, I don't know if it's like a seance or something. Someone's possessed. It has this kind of like satanic panic kind of vibe, but then shit goes wrong, but it's all presented as like a, a news TV broadcast. So, um, gives me strong ghost watch vibes so i'm very interested in, in checking it out i think it just got a festival release late last year and it, had, it actually had some pretty good reviews so um it's now shot up the list of movies i want to see so um that one looks pretty cool I, I imagine it'll probably get a release on like shutter or something once uh once it hits on the streaming circuit um another piece of news was uh that movie by warner brothers acme versus kyle yeah, you were really excited about that one yeah, that one was going. There was a lot of news around that a few months ago because they announced they were going to just axe the movie and just like write it off as tax write off. And there was a huge outcry. Allegedly, even some major filmmakers that will still have relationships with Warner Brothers. Um, you can only speculate who. I know, like someone, like I think what Nolan or maybe not Nolan these days, but um, the the big guys with Warner Brothers actually called them directly and they actually like, made the case for this movie. Um, so apparently, that was one of the big reasons why they decided not to axe it and they were going to shop it around allegedly they got some big offers from like netflix amazon uh but they just announced that they've rejected this and they're actually going to basically delete the movie just write it off and so it's caused a huge uproar again um some people have suggested that um the whole decision to do this you know pretend to sell it off was actually a big a big lie and that they simply did that to just kind of deflect criticism um it's just crazy to me that they can't just like drop this on tubi you know it's a complete movie 
Um, and their perspective is, you know, for tax write-off purposes, they basically have to just like delete it from existence like it never happened, which is crazy to me. So I don't know what's going to happen, but at the very least, I hope someone in that region that, that works there or is involved in that movie is able to fucking pirate it and just release it on like, I don't know, Internet Archive or something. Um, someone good has to be in those offices that can just, you know, be the be the leaker or something, you know, <laughs> bring the flash drive in and plug it in and take it and go uh, or something like that. So uh, we'll see about that. Um, some new releases uh, that just came out. I, we were joking before the movie Argyle uh, just <laughs> dropped, which I, I honestly know nothing about this movie. That I know, I think some Americans have been like inundated with yeah, ads it's, it's about like it. A meta, meta narrative too, with like this from the author. Tw- yeah, from the twisted mind of Matthew Vaughn, which means nothing to me. Um, it's got <laughs> I know Dua Lipa's in it, and I like her. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Bryce. All, De- Bryce Dallas I'll say about that. Bryce Dallas Howard is in it too, I think, but it hasn't. It's been kind of getting slammed with the reviews i think <laughs> yeah and yeah. it also cost a lot of money too it was like a very well, I, people movie. are excited because it's the guy who did kingsman and that's the right Kingsman and the kingsman 2 and, and really it's only one good movie out of three out of <laughs> yeah <laughs> first one yeah pretty batting and average then, there yeah <laughs> and then yeah i mean i was excited and I, before i when i first saw the trailer for it and then i heard it was matthew vaughn and i was even more excited and then yeah. and then the reviews have been not so kind We'll, so, we'll, watch, we'll watch for Bryce Dallas Howard, but that's about it. <laughs> uh, another one that actually just, I think it came out literally yesterday or the day prior. This one's actually pretty cool. It's directed by a, by a Zelda Williams, uh, who's the son, the, sorry, the daughter of Robin Williams. Um, this one's called Lisa Frankenstein, um, which is a kind of 1980s teen, um, basically um, Frankenstein movie about a boyfriend who's brought back from the dead. So it has, to me, like the vibes reminds me a little bit of like Tim Burton, kind of like Edward Scissorhands, but it's got this very glossy 80s aesthetic as the as the, as the Lisa Frank name would suggest. It's got that kind of uh, quality to it. Um, yeah, it looks, looks kind of cool. I, I think um, the cast-wise, I know that the creature... The Frankenstein monster is played by Cole Sprouse from uh, Riverdale fame. So um, it, the movie itself, I I, I don't I've just, I think it just came out. Um, I just think it looks kind of fun. It looks like something I would be happy to, you know, I don't know if I'm going to run out to the theaters and see it, but once it's on streaming, I'll probably be sure to watch it. So uh, that one just came out. Um, there's a couple other ones on here. I don't know, Curtis, did you add these ones? There's a yeah. international film as well. Did you want to talk about those ones? Yeah. So I added two, uh, the monk and the gun, which is a film in Bhutan, which is in uh uh, I guess Southeast Asia. It's uh, in the mountainous area too. One of a country I've always kind of wanted to visit too. So I saw this and I got really excited. And the plot uh, s- summary is as follows: um, It says a an American travels to Bhutan in search of treasure and crosses paths with a young monk wandering the serene mountains and instructed by his teacher to make things right too. So I think it was a lot of picks uh, for the international picks with the film festivals, which is kind of cool. And uh, I also came across this documentary just came out too. It's kind of um, it's kind of like a true crime documentary, but also kind of a deconstruction of uh, true crime, uh, the true crime genre. Uh, it's called They Called Him Mostly Harmless. And this is about a uh, this deceased hiker who died and uh, his, he, they referred to him as mostly harmless. And then these internet sleuths kind of like don't fuck with cats, like those kind of people. They like did some oh, digging no. and they found out his backstory. And some people thought he was like really, really awesome. And other people thought he was just a total creep. But sometimes the things you don't know, you know, but um, yeah, it's it's kind of been getting some interesting vibes from the true crime reviewers. So I was kind of interested in checking that out. And uh, yeah, I guess that takes us to what we watched this week, too. What did you watch this week, John? You had quite a few things on your list. Yeah, I added a late one. I really wanted to talk about it because I've been I've just been thinking about it ever since I watched it last week. So um, I, 
I'm this is the bridge version of some stuff I've watched the last couple of weeks that I didn't get a chance to talk about. Um, the first one, a uh, sequel to one of my favorite movies, The Conjuring, which I love. This is The Conjuring 2. Um, you know, Ed and, and Ed and Lorraine Warren are back, baby, our two favorite ghost hunting um uh jesus loving folk are, are back to uh, you know this time they're in <laughs> they London. love their jesus <laughs> yeah this one's cool they're actually um the, the movie actually starts off with a little bit of like amityville horror like it zooms out of the window and when i saw that like if i had been in the theater i would have been one of those like morons that the avengers been like ah! like clapping when i saw that window pan out like that would have been my <laughs> horror horror fan reaction like i would have been like like the guys who see the fucking iron man or the the captain america right. shield are like that's from the, the comics that's from, i know uh, that I, thing <laughs> yeah, that would have been me if I was in the theater for this fucking movie. But uh, I, I got to say, like, interesting movie. Um, They switch over to the UK. It's actually based, I believe, on a, a real case. It was in, um, uh, oh, I don't remember, oh, Enfield. It's like a famous kind of paranormal, uh, kind of very the Warrens, similar. The Warrens, the Warrens are becoming Christian missionaries and going overseas to spread the message. <laughs> well, and that's the thing with the Warrens is like, I, I love I love these dopey movies, but like, I love how serious they play this like really camp like they love God and like they're very religious and that's, but it's, what's also funny is like they're, they're ghost hunters, but they're also still very skeptical, but they play it. But I'm like, didn't you just fight like a ghost demon in the last movie? Like, why are you so skeptical about what's going on? Um, and like in the beginning of this movie, they're getting haunted by this like demon nun, which I guess is the character in the spinoff movies, which like the nun shit was like chef's kiss. It was so good that the scenes with the nun were awesome. Um, the movie's honestly a little bit of a mixed bag. I think like, what made the conjuring one work so well was because the Warrens had a really good relationship uh, with the parent family, um, just the, the girls. And, and you really got to spend a lot of time with them. And I felt like the relationship between the two of them was really strong and it really paid off at that, you know, the ending where, you know, trying to kill the girl and like everything's falling apart. And I'm like, my heart rates like going a hundred miles an hour. They kind of try to recreate it with this movie. It doesn't have quite the same juice. I didn't really like, I thought the family was, was okay, but I didn't really buy the Warrens relationship with them. You know, they fly over from the U S and it's like, there's a kind of bit of a disjointedness and, there's a scene where like Patrick Wilson, because like the girls like Elvis, I guess the dad used to have Elvis albums, but he like he left them and they're like by themselves. And, you know, Patrick Wilson's like, pass me that guitar. And he starts like singing like <laughs> Elvis music. And I'm like, what the fuck movie am I watching? Like, it just took me out of it completely. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot there's a lot of campy stuff but i i kind of you know on revisiting i'm kind of like i wonder if it's supposed to have that kind of like twin peaks feeling where it's like really funny but kind of like just a little bit like offbeat and kind of strange so it kind of keeps you like kind of disjointed i, I don't know but um i didn't dislike the movie but i found it overall not as strong as uh, the first one did you watch the fourth, uh, which, the third one too or uh well i i don't know not yet i haven't seen it yeah. i it was, i know it was, it was it was it wasn't very good but i i mean it's kind of there's some good decent scenes i guess <laughs> i'm trying to, i'm trying to watch canonically so i watched this one and i think the next one is annabelle 2 so i got maybe it's the nun 2 or the nun 1 i got i'm trying to follow a long order of release yeah, it's gone, it's gone um, blurry the whole chronology <laughs> i know annabelle 1 was was on it annabelle <laughs> annabelle was not a good movie but i know annabelle 2 the warrens are in it so i'm like i'm going to watch it you know we'll watch for Warrens. <laughs> patrick wilson the god of horror he's in like every movie it's great i love him uh <laughs> What other stuff? I, I watched this one. Okay, this one's kind of uh, come out of nowhere. This is a found footage film called Horror in the High Desert. Um, there's a bunch of these now as well. They made like a sequel. This is kind of like the new Hell House or something. This is um the, the, the kind of just rough story of it is a, it's sort of um, a mockumentary kind of like Lake Mungo where it's like found footage 
but it's kind of presented like a Dateline NBC or not Dateline NBC, but kind of like a a documentary about like a true crime case or something. And this is about this um this uh, young man who was kind of an outdoors enthusiast who disappears in the uh, northern Nevada desert, and it's like out out in the the southwest. And uh, you know the 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 film sort of about the case to you know the investigation to find him, the search effort, and you kind of uncover this mystery about what happened, and then it really pays off near the end where you see the footage and it's like really disturbing. I, I wasn't the biggest fan of this movie. I, I found a, I'm not a big fan of those kind of mockumentary style uh, fan footage. I know a lot of people love like Mungo, which I need to rewatch, but I, I watched like Mungo when it came out. I, I wasn't a big fan. Yeah. Of it. I, just, I couldn't maybe, get into it either. I felt kind of slow and people, like, I love it. And I was like, it's so boring. <laughs> yeah. I find the mockumentary style when you know, it's fake. Like it, I, I find sometimes it, it just Less feels a bit distracting. Yeah. And I, I had the same feeling with like, Hell House 2, which was sort of like that. And I like I, I didn't like that. So maybe I'm just not a, a fan of those particular kind of uh, found footage movies. But um, it, it's a little overwrought. But I, the, la the last part was fucking really scary. Like they did a good job. So um, I heard the second one is more more in that kind of la lane with the, with the way that it ended with the second one. So I or the, with, with the ending of the first movie. So I kind of want to check out. Uh, is this on, they're all on Tubi. Or... Oh yeah, I was gonna say yeah, that. they're all they're all on Tubi. I think uh, all all two of them. I, maybe there's three. I just saw a post from the director saying we got four coming out soon, and I'm like, four. Well, they were all made during the COVID, so probably they, made it back, very... back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I, the, the budget on them is like non-existent. Next, next week, next couple week, of guys filming <laughs> in the desert. We'll yeah, do this in one take. Yeah, <laughs> I think they could just. It's kind of like there's another series. Like it's called like the something ghost or uh, the I have it on my. The Blackwell's ghost, I think, the, or daughter. No, that's Blackwell's daughter. Uh, I don't know, but it's there's like there's like six move six of these movies. They're all on Tubi. They just crank them out every fucking year. So like the thing with found footage is it's so low budget and so easy to make with modern technology that you really can just if there's enough profit with it, I guess, or you know, with Tubi, I don't know. You could just kind of keep making them. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll I'll keep eating that slop up, I suppose. Um, the, the third one I watched, uh, Sam o Hung film from 1978, Warriors 2. Um, I'm not really that all that familiar with Sam o Hung, but I've, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts where people talk about him. And um, I, I thought this movie was a lot of fun, really great action choreography, um, especially the last 30 minutes. It's really excellent. It's sort of this narrative about this villager whose uh, village is taken over and his mother's killed. Then he decides to take revenge by learning, learning uh, Wing Chun and um, kind of meets this kind of coterie of villains and i, I love sam hung because he's a big he's a dumpy guy but he's really like athletic and spry so as a fellow dumpy guy i kind of appreciate it like he's <laughs> he looks like he should be at the buffet but he's doing like backflips and the the choreography is incredible i'm like man this this is insane so uh this was one of the earlier ones he did too so i'm trying to watch through a lot of them are on aero video which is really cool I, I, and I, if I, you want I thought it was like a sequel to the the Warriors, like the New York one. So I was like, "What? Well, this looks totally different than what I thought." <laughs> <laughs> like, where are the baseball furies? Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, I, I really want to watch through because he directed a lot of films. Um, you know, even some like Jackie Chan stuff, like Mister Nice Guy. I think uh, uh, Eastern Condors, a lot of a lot of films. So I want to kind of go back and and go through his filmography because I think he's like a really great. Um, performer and I'd love to see some of the movies he made too I'm trying to get back into like kung fu and like Asian cinema like that but there's there's so much stuff like even like the shot scope stuff there's like dozens of movies to watch though it's it's uh, hard it's hard to pick something out um, yeah I, I I almost feel like overwhelmed so I'm trying to just kind of find like a guide where it's like you know start here I've watched like Drunken Master and stuff but I'm trying to a lot of these movies I watched as a kid on like drive-in classics and I don't even remember yeah. what I, what oh, I watched so long. 
they were just um, on TV all the time, you know, nameless. You're like, all right, let's kind of, watch it. Yeah, kind of but, interchangeable, the films. <laughs> yeah, so I'm trying, you know, trying to watch it more carefully is a bit trickier. But on, I will say on Arrow Video, a lot of them come with like special features or alternate dubs. So you can watch dubbed or or the subtitled versions or some of them have like uh, like Cantonese Mandarin dubs. Really cool. There's a lot of different options, which uh, which is which is nice. The one I watched for this one was an international dub. So it was all in English, uh, which was a good and bad because I don't think the the performances with the, with the vocals is as strong. But at the same time, if you're zoning out a bit, you can kind of stay focused because you can hear what's going on. So that part's kind of uh, and I, I kind of have an affinity for some of those like really bad 70s, like dubbed martial arts. Oh, sure. Yeah, it's just it's like perfect, I, it's perfectly fine in a kung fu movie. Hell yeah. My, my dad used to say, like, I used to pay like 50 cents and watch like the kung fu day where it was like kung fu afternoon, like five kung fu, and they basically all the films were the same, but it's just kind of entertaining. You know? It doesn't even yeah. try to be, but it's just entertaining anyway, unless you're Jackie Chan. <laughs> so, John, you mentioned that the guy was learning Wing Chun, uh, which is a style of martial arts. There's a movie called Wing Chun, and it's starring Michelle Yeoh. Um, oh, Academy Award winner Michelle Yeoh, I believe, right? Didn't she win yeah. that last year? Anyway, uh, you think so? It's it's so good. If you ever get the chance, oh, and Donnie Yen's in it too. I love Donnie it's Yen. It's so funny and violent and ridiculous. It's like lots of wire foo, and it's just fantastic. It's one of the best martial arts movies I've ever seen. Oh. So, oh, it's by the director of Drunken Master. So that, well, there that you go. Like that. So there you put go. that on your list. You're gonna love it. I've just added it. Thank you. Hell yeah. I'm trying to, it's so hard. There's so many movies. There's so many filmmakers. I was just watching uh, the eight diagram pole fighter, which is amazing. And, and Carl Jung has like, uh, like the like dozens of films too. And I'm just like, Oh my God, I'm getting, if I want to actually watch a filmography. It's going to take over my life. So I'm, I'm trying yeah. to yeah, go piece by piece. So um, <laughs> the, that's good to know. The last one I want to talk about, I just uh, laid that is um, I watched the other uh, documentary on arrow Um this one is really cool. It's sort of like a found footage documentary. Again, kind of like a, um, it's a it's a found footage documentary proper proper film. Uh, this one's called the El Duce tapes, uh, which was uh, based off real material that was gathered by Ryan Sexton, who was like a friend friend of the band, who recorded in 1990, 1991, a bunch of um, behind the scenes interviews, footage of the concerts, and they, they the the footage sat just in a storage locker for decades. And then they decided to take a look at it and put a documentary together. Um, it's about the, a man named Eldon Hoke, who is, goes by the term El Duce. Um, he was a shock rock rocker in Seattle in the late, starting in the late seventies through the eighties. Now the film takes place in the early nineties when things are kind of falling apart. Um, people who are listening might recall El Duce if they've watched the Nick Broomfield documentary, Curtin Courtney, which has a part where that's pretty lurid, where they kind of talk about the conspiracy theories about what happened to Kurt. And they meet this guy, El Duce, who's living like in a trailer park nearby. And uh, he claims that Courtney Love offered him money to kill Kurt Cobain. He seems pretty adamant that this happened. He's a very strange guy. You don't really know how to read him. Um, but famously, a couple of days after uh, the interview, he got really drunk, walked on some train tracks, was killed by a train. So it's kind of added to his legend as well. But uh, the film's about him and his band, the mentors and like all their songs. He describes them as like male chauvinist rock. Like all of their songs are like explicitly very like offensive, misogynistic, like over the top. They literally have a song where it's like men are superior, uh, women are inferior. Jordan, Jordan, so bad. Jordan Peterson school for lost boys. <laughs> and, uh, we're, not, we're, not down, we're not putting down the toilet seat. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. The, the film talks about like the era they, cause they were associated with acts like Guar, like this kind of shock rock stuff that happened in the early nineties, very offensive. And it, how the, the film talks, it kind of shows clips of like his appearance on like Jerry Springer and other shows where it was like, you know, America, both 
the kind of conservative majority and also the kind of nascent kind of new baby boom liberal neoliberal majority no matter if you're left or right everyone was kind of offended by the stuff and the film kind of ties it a little bit into kind of modern day like cancel culture and like the alt-right and it kind of talks about el duce as almost like a proto alt-right figure in a way like he kind of if he came out today he would he just kind of seems like every typical edgelord associated with like the the, the far-right american politics but there's also a little bit about like the the material of his music and him as a musician and how like uh you know you learn that he was sort of into like he was a really accomplished drummer and into like jazz fusion fusion jazz and stuff and it's been like like of, it's been like um Gigi Allen but like more sophisticated isn't it <laughs> he, he's, he's he's more he's kind of like more like he's kind of like a likable more likable Gigi Allen like he's really like less, less he's, of a he's, freak, yeah. he's a raging well, alcoholic and 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 says horrible things like he talks about how much he loves like the Nazis and everything but then <laughs> but then you watch him he's like he's kind of a contradiction because he talks like his songs are very racist and sexist but then you know, there's a part where they talk about he got an offer with his band to go play at like a white nationalist rally. And he said, like, I, I said, no, I, I don't really want to do that because like I've got like friends that are black. And like he's it's a, it's a bit of a contradictory figure because it's, he's such a fucking mess. He's a total alcoholic, a rager. You get the sense that like, you know, he's kind of time is kind of passing him by. He's kind of starting to really fall apart. But at the same time, there is a level of artistry there. And, you know, that's sort of the, where the movie kind of sits on, you know is he really like a performance artist and is this all just a put on or is he actually pretty reprehensible? Does it even matter? And I, I thought the movie was really remarkable. It's one of my, the, my favorite documentaries I've watched in recent years. Cause I think the way it ties in all the fan footage stuff together uh, was really strong. Um, the music itself is not particularly great, but I, I thought it wasn't like hagiographic. It wasn't like this guy's great, huh? It was really like, look at how kind of fucked up this guy and this band is. And, you know, really think about where this guy fits into kind of modern culture and, and all that. I'd, and I'd be really interested was... to hear your thoughts, like in parallel of this, that the uh, Gigi Allen documentary hated. Oh, I think... hatred. Hated. Yeah. Hated, that's yeah. why Todd, Todd Phillips, right? Yeah. I've yeah. heard that one's really good. That's really good. Um, yeah. It's kind of similar. That's in that the, way, but... Yeah. That's this one's been compared to that one. I've heard, I've heard it's very similar. Yeah. I really want to check that one out too. So I, I mean, I thought the movie was just really fascinating and it mainly made me think about just like, uh, about him and like you know there's a lot about his kind of upbringing his his dad was abusive and he kind of you know he talks about kind of the pattern the cycles of abuse and he makes music that's really vulgar and insulting and offends people because to him he received so much pain growing up that he now gets to just like get joy out of spreading it to others and i'm like that's really just kind of a microcosm for abuse the patterns of abuse in a nutshell so uh really i, I can't recommend enough really great film loved it um yeah that's about it for me though uh, i guess uh simon what have you watched uh recently um, so last night uh, I watched Jojo Rabbit, a Taiko Titi film. Um, loved it, laughed, almost cried, like <laughs> all over the place. It's a uh, quick synopsis is a young boy and uh, he's a Hitler youth at the end of the war in, in Germany. And he's got an imaginary friend that's Hitler and that kind of acts as a alternate psyche or whatever you know basically the devil on his shoulder telling him to do bad stuff and uh it's got a whole bunch of people in it uh sam rockwell uh scarlett johansson um uh, rebel wilson um and they're all they're all most of them are like over the top over the top nazis or whatever and it's just it's just a riot and a lot a lot of a lot of poking fun at being a Nazi and, and racial intolerance and all that shit. And uh, he does a really good job with the movie. Um, highly recommend it. It came out in 2018, I believe. And then uh, secondly, this one, uh, Red Letter Media just did a uh, focus discussion on it. It's called Dinner in America. And it's by uh, 
by a guy named Kyle Gallner. He does the writing, directing, producing, and starring in it. It's basically about this punk rock kid who uh, falls in love with a special girl. She's not entirely special, but she's pretty close to special. <laughs> um, and she's very sweet and very and she kind of compliments his his uh his anger at the world compliment compliments it in a way that that kind of brings him down a little and and uh they they they, they compliment to each other pretty pretty nicely because she's very naive and he's very focused on selling drugs and getting his band to do what he wants and that kind of stuff anyways i highly recommend it a lot of laughs uh it's pretty vulgar but i i can get past that other than that, there really hasn't been a whole lot of movies out lately. Um, I don't really care. Like, there's a new Aquaman movie, and I can yeah. care less about. I want to watch. I want to watch Zone of Interest. And I want to watch that wrestling movie, The Iron Claw, and then there's that black movie oh. that's set in Mississippi from last year. I, but I haven't seen that anywhere, so I don't know when that's coming out. Yeah. Well, uh, Curtis, why don't you tell us what's on your list? Well, what I didn't you... watch that much this week, so uh, I was playing a lot of horror games. Uh, but I did watch Casablanca in theaters. Um, so our local cinema is closing at the end of the month, and they had a showing for uh, Casablanca. Oh, so I went went with my girlfriend and got a glass of wine. It was really special. It's one of my favorite movies. We didn't have episode... <laughs> Oh, it's beautiful. I love that movie. And and seeing it on the big screen was really special. And I mean, we did an episode already, so I won't talk too much about it, but. Watching it again, and I think, you know, I was wrong when I talked about Casper. I said Victor Laszlo was kind of boring, but I think, John, I think you said, you know, you kind of upheld him. And I think you were right, because watching it again, oh, yeah. you know, he puts his foot down. He puts his foot down. He's great. I love Victor Laszlo. He's awesome. He puts his foot down and all the performances, like... Uh, I mean, you really hate the not the 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 Gestapo guy, but I mean, like Peter Laurie was great, and I mean, like Peter Laurie kind of oh, gets yeah. you know swept aside and you know in favor of Humphrey Rick, Bogart. Rick's, but... Rick's friend, the like, yeah, he's obviously gay uh, sidekick or whatever. You know? Yeah, <laughs> he's a lot of fun. Yeah, so everything I liked about it, the mise en scene was great. You could tell it was like originally like a stage play, and uh, yeah, you know, I actually looked up online, um, you know in Casablanca because it was actually shot in, in, in California at the studio. Um, but there's actually a Rick's, a, a former U S diplomat opened a Rick's cafe in actual Casablanca in Morocco. So if I ever go to Morocco, I want to go to that cafe. And I heard the food is good, but not great, but you get the atmosphere. And that food movie is very much about atmosphere too. And I just, out of all the gin joints in town, <laughs> Curtis walked into this one. <laughs> yeah. It looks like the beginning of a beautiful friendship, but uh, yeah, it was wonderful watching it again. So, I mean, very special. And it probably last time I get to go to this movie theater, sadly they're closing. It's called uh, oh, Kino fuck. Arsenal. Yeah. But uh, I don't know why they're closing it. They have these, all these big mainstream ones coming back, but anyway, so that was a nice kind of send off for that. Um, so I, that's all I watched this week. And I guess that takes us to, uh, the movie too which uh lots to say about that one yeah so i mean it kind of it kind of it kind of starts as a continuation of of the uh the last h2o right yeah you have like the kind of epilogue at the beginning right this this one was actually filmed immediately after the last one and actually this was because mustafa akad who's sort of at this point the the main guy behind the Halloween movies uh, after he rat fucked the carpenter carpenter and all that. Um, he had a clause in his contract that Michael Myers could never be legally killed off. So in the last movie, Michael Myers gets like, you know, his head chopped off a spoiler, I guess. I mean, if you're listening to this, you should have watched H2O. Sorry. Um, but you know, there, there was a problem because they, they cut, they killed him off. They're like, okay, we're gonna have to make a sequel immediately. Uh, but Jamie Lee Chris didn't want to do a sequel. Um, so they actually came up with this ending 
while they were already filming H2O. So that honestly, when I was watching H2O, I've seen this movie before and I like, I, it kind of ruined the ending of H2O a little bit knowing this was coming. Cause I'm like, Oh man, H2O ends so strongly. And then this movie just completely fucking. They, they pull the. They, they, I don't remember they pull the a rug out. Yeah, but they they do a switcheroo and it's like, oh, was it Michael Myers and the? Mind? It was the pandemic. It was the the paramedic, you know. But his his lyrics was crushed, so he couldn't say anything. How and it's sick. like it's so fucking dumb. But movie, uh, I, I want to get it out of the way. This movie fucking sucks. Okay, hard <laughs> It's just awful. Yeah, I, I um, actually found it literally unwatchable. Some parts of it was just that bad, and I have a high threshold. But like this movie, I don't know. It was pushing. It was pushing my boundaries. <laughs> well, I'm gonna make the case for this movie then, because I will. I won't disagree. I, the, this movie to me felt a lot like like Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight. Like it's bad. It's clearly like everything about the original movies. It's just way worse. The quality, the production quality, the the actors they have, their performances, um, the tone is a mess too. But um, I kind of enjoyed watching it. Like it's very watchable. And that opening act with Jamie Lee Curtis, Laurie, she's in the, the hospital and, you know, she's, st- you know, they're giving her pills and she's hiding them, which, you know, the, the, again, I don't, I, ha- I hate to play like cinema sins or whatever, but like, where's her son? You know, like the last week, where's Josh Hartnett? Like, shouldn't he be checking in on her? She's just like in this mental institution and all of her all family about him. and friends from that, inst- from that school, the last movie they're go- Yeah. I guess forgot about her. Um, but Michael Myers is there. He chases after her and, uh, you know, but Laurie actually had the jump on him. She comes in and she has this almost like trap set up. So Michael Myers gets like hung and, you know, she's in a position where she can kill him, but she second guesses herself. Cause Michael Myers go grabs his head, head. Like he's like, he's like the kid from home alone. He's like, ah! and you know, she has a flashback remembering the, the guy she accidentally killed, which is weird. Cause I don't think Michael Myers was there. So like, why would he know? But she's like, I gotta take the mask off. And she says it out loud. She's like, I have to be sure. And then, you know, Michael Myers yeah. pulls her and stabs you her. You know it's like... happening. You know it's going to happen. Uh, right before that, when she's high, she's in her room and Michael Myers is, he basically walks through a security door. Yeah. Like her door is like, you know, it's a door Paper to a, men- a mental <laughs> mental facility. And he walks like through it like it's cardboard. It's like, okay, like, nothing matters anymore. This movie's guys built like a brick shit house. This movie's full of like doors and walls that just break apart like yeah, i'm watching apart, like, the, yes. like i'm watching a local tv production and they've got like the fucking drama class wall set up you can just break <laughs> it's, it's crazy so yeah. but uh i you know it's it's i have a weird affinity for this movie because i mentioned before growing up i didn't really watch the halloweens i watched the first one i ever watched was halloween 3 on tape and the second one i ever watched was this one my mom rented it the year it came out and I got to tell you that opening with Laurie getting killed, I wasn't like a Halloween junkie, but that was a pretty shocking opening. I remember my yeah, mom being like, what like the, the fuck? For the like opening, too, because it, it's kind of like she's almost disposable, too, because they don't really talk about her for the rest of the movie. She's just kind of gone, you know? And she was billed as one of the leads for this movie, I think. I don't know, maybe on the she's, poster. She's, she's in somewhere. the knife on the poster, so you think she's going to have yeah, exactly, with Busta yeah. Rhymes and Tyra Banks? You know, like... So you think she's going to be the lead, and she's uncertain. I mean, it's kind of ballsy to do it, but... And the unfortunate thing is the the rest of the cast of this movie is uh you know kind of lacking. It reminded me a lot of like uh you know uh, I know what you did last summer. It's that kind of vibe. It's got that. It's very early two thousands uh, vibe. Ira Banks was terrible. She doesn't really do much. She just gyrates around for a bit. And, and she she makes that obnoxiously large like cappuccino. Yes. That with, blonde, like, the blonde girl was her... really annoying too. Oh, she was so annoying. I couldn't. Oh, stand um, what's her oh. name? Uh, Katie Sackhoff. Every, every time she Battlestar Galactica. Every time she said yeah. things, I was just like, oh man, I I I don't want to hear one of her snarky comments again. You know, like... I, 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 I liked. 
I'm gonna say one good thing about the movie. Um, I did I did enjoy the this was before texting, but the guy was on the computer yeah. and he, he's typing into a chat room and she had some sort of handheld like a palm pilot or something. She yes, and that was it. getting it. And he was telling her, you know, he's in the basement or he's in behind you or that was pretty neat. I'm sure yeah, it's death. But the, techn I, the technology is really cool. I love the kind and even just the whole it's kind of proto stuff like a ghost ghost watch or not ghost watch, but it's proto like grave encounters. It's before all the ghost walk watching hunting shows. And it's all these characters have like little cameras set up. It's like a big web streaming show. Um, I don't really understand the economics of this show. Like at one point when it's kicked off, you see like a uh, Buster Rhymes and Tyra Banks, they're having wine and celebrating. And he's like, this is going to make our career. It's not clear. Like, is this the first episode? Like, what are the, how are uh, they making money off making the show? Money? Yeah, like they're just streaming for free on the internet with no commercials. Like, how are they making anything off this movie? It doesn't make any sense. But uh, you got to suspend your disbelief a little bit. So uh, the cast of characters, our main girl, uh, Sarah, which um, Sarah is the scream queen of this movie, but it's, she's kind of a fake scream queen because, like, <laughs> at one point she screams and, like, windows shatter and everybody's like, whoa. <laughs> and they, 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 they kind of make it fake like she's this great scream queen but i didn't think her screaming was all that great to be honest they they, they just like played it up like they're like wow they played it up amazing. once and it never came back around like, that's true she only has screams like that one other time when her friend tries to scare her but otherwise like not really a big part of her character it, like, the, the window breaks and she's able to escape the house or i don't know i like yeah i like the part where she was running around i feel like all the halloween's whenever the the, the women the women are being chased and are kind of going through hell to get away from michael myers that's almost always where the Halloween movies are really good, even the bad ones, like Halloween 4, when the little girl and, and uh, what's-her-face are, are running away from Michael and jumping out the window. Like, that part's amazing. Like, that part of the movie's great. But, um, yeah, at one point she pulls out a fucking chainsaw. <laughs> like, yeah? yeah? Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> did, did, you um, notice, did you notice that Michael Myers has painted his eyebrows now? His yeah, eyebrows he's got some, uh, got some stuff now. going on. It looks ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not usually a stickler about costumes or continuity or whatever but his mask looked just dumb as hell also the post editing on this movie is crazy there's so much sound like sound effects like the knife is going like oh, shing, it wouldn't, shing, it wouldn't shing. stop i meant to mention that yeah it is constant swing 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 like you're trying to cut a rope <laughs> like you watch any noise you watch the original halloween and you got the synthy score but it's a very quiet movie otherwise it's, it's not a lot of music not a lot of diagenic stuff it's uh, it's very kind of it's very moody. It relies just on the sense. And this one, it's just constant sound and music cues. And it has it. It feels so 2002. Like it's that time. It's the it's the Dimension Studios kind it's of Dimension Pictures. Very era, like scream. Very overproduced. Very slick. Very kind of blue sheen. And also like the characters. So that like the movie is a bunch of characters. I guess they're college students and they sign up. One of one of the kids is in high school. I think he's like uh he's the one who's texting uh uh. Sarah, his name is Miles, but he's called Deckard. I, mean, I guess a Blade Runner. Is that the annoying one? The the one who doesn't shut up. <laughs> yeah, he's the one who goes. They go as like oh. um, the guys from Pulp Fiction for the. Thankfully, he the guy. The guy didn't go in blackface. I was like, oh my god, please don't be in blackface. Yeah, please, but he's please don't. Oh, I was thinking that this. Too, he had the pick in his hair. Yeah, I was like, I was I I was watching this on a really foggy stream. I'm like, oh my god, I hope his he didn't have blackface. He didn't, thank God, and for the actor's sake, thank God, because his career would have been fucked if he had. But. uh I was like, oh my god. Uh, the other characters is a bunch of kind of side characters. Rudy's the one we meet. He's the big one played by Sean Patrick Thomas. He loves food. He's like a cooking guy. I guess he works at the food services. Uh, the best scene with him is when he's in the kitchen. He's like, oh, fennel, smell this. Oh, this is old. This is brand new fennel. 
like how the fuck do you know fennel's fresh <laughs> i don't know but like that that that's only introduced to that later when michael's going after him he can be like check out this fennel and throws it in his face and michael's like ah like i, I don't know <laughs> I would, I don't know, just it's kind of kind of silly, but he, he loves food. Um, there's other characters too, Jen. Uh, oh, sorry, that's that's the blonde girl. Uh, I liked her actually. Her, her, and Rudy when they're like doing bong hits in the in the upstairs room. I, I had a I had a good joint kick out of that. Um, and she also gets a great death where uh, Michael fucking chops her head off, like clean off, and it rolls. Any movie where a character gets decapitated and the rubber yeah, head that, that, that was pretty good. That was that was probably the best death. It wasn't a lot of good kills. There really wasn't. Yeah, no, the, the effects were pretty plain. even even the beginning too, like you know, like where they're like investigating that scene and like the lamp is like going back and forth, and I'm like, is someone there like shaking it? Like <laughs> lamps don't have physics like that, you know? Yeah, there there's a guy who gets stabbed with like a tripod. Uh, that was kind of yeah, yeah, uh, yeah towards the beginning. And, and Tyra Banks gets killed off screen. There's a lot of like off screen kind of stuff that I kind of wish we saw. I think maybe the, kinda... I, I feel like some of it was cut for yeah. Uh, to get that r rating yeah probably it's kind of funny isn't it because it's like you know this is this huge cash grab this movie and you know the whole thing is about people you know trying to get cash grabs too you know so it's kind of a bit of a meta text to it (laughs) that's true that's true and there's a little bit about like the the nature of like doing this kind of you know reality show yeah you know who who is you know buster rhymes at the end is almost staring at the camera like who is the real michael myers who is the real bad guy and like it tries to be a little bit like social messaging, but you know, I think at one point he says like America doesn't care about you know America. We watch reality TV because you know we're trying to disconnect from our actual reality. Or he's trying to be a little bit like uh, philosophical about it, but it doesn't. Um, it's 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 a little bit heavy handed. But I, I will say, big plus to this movie is Busta Rhymes. God, Busta, he's great in this movie. Um, I love when he's in his hotel watching like kung fu movies, and then the main girl comes by and kind of interrupts him. And he's like, Oh yeah, back to my movie. And he's like, you know, he's so excited uh, to watch. He's like, he's like talking to himself. And yeah. like, doorbell rings. He's like, Oh, the doorbell rings. Oh, my door. go. This hour. Blah, 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 blah. And then he goes up and he's like, he's like the, he's like his own main character. <laughs> like, I, 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 I I'm on TV guys. <laughs> I'm on the movie. <laughs> I like, he shouldn't have lived. He should have died at the end. Well, that's died. what I liked because you think normally he, a character like him would die, but like he actually does get to live till the end. Um, and he's great because he, he basically he kind of hijacks the movie from Sarah. Like he's kind of the main character at the end of the movie. He kind of is. He, like he's he's the one who actually stops Michael. Like like Sarah kind of doesn't really do much at the end. Uh, she oh. tries to kill Michael with a chainsaw. Like this is for Jen. This is for Freddy or not Freddy, but this is for um, the gym. I don't know the characters. Jason, all I don't know. <laughs> there was a character. There were two characters. One she looked think julianne moore who plays like the the, the killjoy feminist and the other one is uh who's like a christian slater ripoff from like heathers he's like wow michael myers is uh all of america i'm like oh my god man like put down <laughs> the jack nicholson <laughs> and uh you know half the half the men in this movie uh basically spend the entire runtime like sexually harassing their the other women um the 2002 was a weird time it's it's funny i remember watching these movies as a kid and, being like, <laughs> and being like oh these movies are 
they felt like normal, you know. I'm like, oh, normal movies. And you watch them today, you're like, man, some of this stuff is really dated. It's only been 20 years. Like, uh, like, like uh, the one well, character, he's just like, take off your top, like the whole movie. And then he gets mad when she doesn't do it. He's like, in the, he's in the well, mirror to himself. It, he's it, like, you bitch or whatever. I'm like, dude, and like, relax, man. Like, well, to, to be fair, in in the movie 20, 20 years earlier, they would have she would have taken off her top. That's true. That is true. Would have focused on it for about 30 seconds. We only yeah. Got this was 1980. That would have been the entire fucking movie. That would have right. been like a five minute scene. Yeah, you could tell it was. Uh, you could tell it was the. It was later because we only got a brief shot of one girl kind of naked. That's right. Uh, yeah, the 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 uh, Julianne Moore wannabe. I don't remember her name, but she looked like her a little bit. Yeah, she was. Yeah, uh, she had red hair. Julianne Moore. She was right. the like kind of like a critical critical theory. The the university student or whatever. She's like you're such yes. a like a misogynist. And then halfway through, she's like have sex with me. He's like he's like well okay I will or whatever. <laughs> um then she gets stabbed but uh yeah i mean to just a little bit of back of this movie uh yeah this movie was filmed came out actually it was filmed in concert with the end of h2o um h2o of course was a huge fucking success you know critically not so much it was kind of mixed but commercially it was just a total smash um but this one uh was uh didn't do so well but uh you know this was kind of produced with the uh, the kind of idea with the kind of reality show in mind originally this movie was titled michaelmyers.com that was going to be the name uh, oh, this God. was like the dot com era you know with like fear.com and like you know connect into the internet you know aol like this was like when the internet was very exciting and magical before you know now we think of the internet we think of like 12 year olds calling his slurs on social media so it's, <laughs> the norms of the internet changed a little bit but uh yeah and so um um yeah the, the the director of this movie rick rosenthal was actually the director of halloween 2 was a collaborator with carpenter i don't know his effort on this doesn't seem as strong i think halloween 2 really benefited from um you know the cinematography the dean cundy shots and all that it, it's and the score by uh carpenter and some of the writing stuff too like i, I think um you know you really see the lack of that in this movie the music's terrible the audio cues are so obnoxious. It's shot really badly too. Uh, one part which, which I kind of there's a part where the cameraman he's like he's like low shot scary, <laughs> high shot scary, medium shot boring. And I'm like, bro, the whole movie is medium shots. Like, is this a commentary on the movie? Like, like every scene is like a two shot where someone's like yes, and it cuts to them, and it's just the the, the visual of the the shooting of this movie. It's so flat. And it's I was like, lazy. is this a and I'm like, is this actually a critique of the way this movie was shot? Because like, it actually is. Is it shot exactly like the way he's suggesting? So <laughs> I, he's like boring. I'm like, bro, that's. It. He goes back into the middle of the frame, and I'm like, every scene is like that. I'm like, oh my god. But uh, yeah, uh, this movie. Otherwise, you know, Rick Rosenthal was involved. I think he actually has a little cameo in it too. Um, they actually originally were considering bringing back uh, Daniel Harris, who uh, played a Jamie Lloyd in the later Hollywood. Yeah, I films. like her. Yeah, and uh, but they decided not to. Um, interesting, interestingly enough, the reason Buster Rhymes was involved in this movie is that the producers uh, had worked with LL Cool J on H2O and they liked him. Um, and they were actually considering him bringing him back, but he was too expensive, so they decided they wanted to bring back another yeah, popular rapper. Although, I guess that was after Deep Blue Sea, too. He probably high demand, you know? Yeah, his, 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 his <laughs> quote went up after that, you know? Yeah, he was the final girl in that movie, I so his quote it, went yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but apparently, Coolio was first considered for this movie, uh, but then they went with Buster Rhymes. I wonder how many other like rappers, uh, you know... Um, Maybe Coolio would have like, made the movie better, audition. I don't know. Julio I like, was in Batman and Robin briefly, so yeah. he's like, I was like, I'll do Batman and Robin instead. Good he, choice. Well, Buster Rhymes yeah. kind of looks like DMX, so I could kind of see DMX in the role too. But DMX would probably be more like aggressive, like <laughs> in the role. Yeah, 
I'm reading, this is just notes taken. This is like terrible research. This is just Wikipedia. So this could even be fake, but it says, it says the producer brand said both rhymes and Tyra Banks were brought into the movie to make it more appealing to a black audience. So well, there you go. But uh, it was, it is nice to have a racially diverse cast. Just a shame it wasn't a better characters or a better of, movie. And one of the characters <laughs> lives near the end. I thought that was part, pretty cool, actually. Like, you know, the, I think I think Hollywood, a lot else Hollywood, Hollywood was still too racist for them to have a relationship. But I mean, like, at least they they both made it out. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about like how different the movie would be if it was like made today. I feel like it would be even more diverse and the technology would, of course, be better and all that. But uh, mm. I do like the, the the way the technology works with the camera shots. And, you know, there's kind of like two movies going on because we see what's happening and the, in the Myers house. And then we cut to. Uh, the, the the Halloween party and they're kind of watching it at home in their party and I actually thought that was kind of a cool framing I wish there was actually more of that time spent with them because it would have been kind of cool just to there's there's parts where you see them watching the TV and you see Michael coming up and there's like suspense um, and I, I thought that was actually kind of fun and but they don't really do a whole lot with it otherwise and actually I thought the, uh, maybe it's just because I it's been so long since I've watched this movie originally I actually thought the Deckard was gonna go there and like save her or they were gonna link up but. They don't actually ever meet, which was I thought was kind of interesting. You know, she she says thank you at the end, and he gets all the glad hands from his friends, like yeah. But they don't actually ever have any relationship. It's you know I thought that was kind of an interesting choice. Um, there's kind of like two parallel movies happening. Yeah, I was uh, waiting for them to kind of close the loop on that one there. And yeah, they just kind of left it. I thought that was kind of odd. Yeah, but I did love the ending where they bring in the body to the coroner, and they're like, "Oh, you got a celebrity today. Better get out your book to get your autograph." And 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 he's like, he's like, it's it's Michael Myers, and this like fucking morgue technician is like, "Fuck man, this body's alive for sure." Because every time they bring Michael Myers to the morgue, he fucking sits up or jumps out or whatever and you just see her fucking face she's just like she's like walking far away from him as possible <laughs> yeah and his eyes open at the end and his eyes yeah, open was, yeah that was a pretty that was a pretty good last little shot there i, I enjoyed that yeah uh otherwise yeah this movie folks uh it's not very good we I, I didn't love the movie all that much although apparently uh there's this movie came up in 2018 when uh, john carpenter was being interviewed about the halloween series and he mentioned watching halloween resurrection and finding it appalling so we do have yeah. confirmation that john carpenter watched halloween resurrection uh, john carpenter is also to... he's also quoted as saying that i love it when they make a new halloween movie because i just put my hand out and then the check appears in it <laughs> <laughs> i think so... yeah he's probably <laughs> i almost thought he would give like the michael the michael king quote he's like i haven't seen halloween resurrection i heard it's a fine movie but i've seen the house it paid for and I can tell it's beautiful. yeah yeah carpenter's a mind make more of them you know good or bad he collects his check um regardless so um, i did notice that the opening credits where it mentions where it says based on the characters by um Deborah Hill and John Carpenter. Yeah, that. that that goes by like half a second. It just like pops up and it's like gone. You know, you know, Mustafa Cod was like, cut that shit down. I am the real creator of Halloween. My name is the main name in the credits. Like you could, I, I just know he was like checking, counting how many seconds that title card pops up because he was just like, <laughs> it, it pops up and it's gone immediately. I was like, whoa, that was quick. Every other credit, the fucking two bit writers that come up oh, are there for a good couple of seconds, but that that one is just gone instantly. I was like, oh man, that had to have been purposeful. But, and uh, kind of kind of interesting fun fact about this film too is it came out around the same time as Jason X. I know you're a big Jason fan. Yeah. John, so like uh, it got kind of compared, I think unfavorably to Jason X, but it, Jason X is kind of fun, you know? So <laughs> Jason X is a lot of fun. I mean, Jason X is probably Jason in space, man. <laughs> I mean, Jason X, I've talked about before, Jason X has that like 90s Canadian 
sci-fi TV like aesthetic that this one cannot recreate. You know, you don't have Professor David Cronenberg in this movie like you do in Jason X. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> I've been but, I've been uh... watching all the Jason movies because they're on HBO and yeah. I, I, just, I just put them on. I like four, five, and six are probably my favorite. Oh hell yeah. Um, but yeah, this is the last one of the classic Halloween run, I guess, because I mean, this one, H2O, were kind of their own universe, a sequel to the first movie, I guess. Yeah. But uh, this is basically the end of the first original run of the series. And actually, I, I don't know if Mustafa Kod died before the, the Rob Zombie ones came out or after, but I know, of course, after this movie, this movie was didn't do so well either. It was a bit of a, I think it made like 30 some odd million. It, it was like pretty much a bust probably made enough on the like, rental and market and all that, but it wasn't a huge box office hit like H2O was. So uh, for this movie, kind of this kind of series went on hiatus after this movie, but then in 2007, Rob Zombie did his sort of spin-off movies, um, his sort of remakes, which are totally a lot different from the original series um, and don't really have the involvement uh, from the original crew. But then of course, 2018 would also get remade uh, with a little bit more involvement with Laura, of course, Jamie Lee Curtis and also the Carpenters as well too. So um, um, yeah, where does this movie sit in the Halloween rankings? Probably not very high. I feel like this movie is out of all the original run of Halloween movies. This is probably my least favorite of them. I yeah, actually really like, last. I know some people don't like five. I actually, Dig five, I think five's a fine movie. Well, probably the four. probably the Rob Zombie one for me is the bottom, but I think about this one too as an odd. Well, I mean, I mean the original. Oh, the, right? all the original one. The this one, this one, this one is probably at the bottom for me. <laughs> yeah. So, I, do you guys have anything else you wanted to add, or do you want to move on to our? Uh, uh our, I think our that's everything for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess we can go to ratings. I'll, you know what? I'll kick it off because I was high. I gave it a two out of five. I was a, I was a one and a half originally, but I do think this movie, to its credit, like if if I'm gonna put on a movie for a, like a bad movie night, like a Halloween movie night, I don't think this one's that bad of a choice. It's 93 minutes long. The opening part, the prologue with Jamie Lee Curtis, that that part is like I check the clock when that ends. There's like an hour of the movie left. So I'm like, wow, that's quick. This movie just fucking flies by. So I kind of like that part of it. Um, pacing was fun. It's got some pretty good laughs. Buster Rhymes. Um, it, yeah, it's kind of like something like, again, like Friday the 13th Part 8, where it's pretty cheesy, but watchable and something that'd be good to watch over beers with or weed with friends. Um, you know, compared to something like Freddy's Dead, which I think is just a boring movie. It's just not really fun to watch. <laughs> this one's kind yeah, of fun. Fred, Freddy, Freddy's Dead feels like an extended TV commercial that just not isn't funny and not very good. <laughs> it's like a bad John Waters movie. I mean, yeah. it was made by one of his like set designers. So it's kind of like, it feels just kind of flat. It's kind of boring. Is it, totally is it the meta bad. one where they're like making the Freddy movie? Oh, no, that's the, this is the one where uh, they go back to Springvale or whatever. It's with the, I can't remember. It's the, it's more Freddy's like, I'll get you and your little souls too. And he's like, yeah, uh, and he has, he's, he's on the broomstick. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and he's playing the, he has a power glove and he's playing the fucking, in, in, <laughs> oh, you know, plays or whatever. Not a good movie. I can't I think really talk you, about those. If movies, you had enough but... weed, you don't like it. Maybe it'd be funny, but uh, that movie sucks. But I, I, no, I, I had, I rewatched it. I had a lot of weed, a copious amount of weed. <laughs> I'll make it, it work. Boring. It was bad. This movie, Halloween Resurrection, it's passable, but it's not good. You know, the other ones are way better, obviously, technically, performances, et cetera, et cetera. So two out of five for me. Uh, Simon, what would you rate this movie? One and a half out of five. I mean, I guess one star is reserved for the truly shitty. So just it's just above truly shitty. And I, gave it, one, you, uh, I gave it one. I gave it. I gave it. I was harsh. I gave it one <laughs> because uh, <laughs> I mean, like, well, it still gets a star. But I mean, uh, I mean, there's just nothing I, I liked about it. You know, I mean, I've seen worse movies. I've seen worse horror movies. But yeah, I know this. 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 
this movie stank. So uh, I didn't like anything. I didn't like the characters. I didn't like uh, I didn't like Michael Myers in it. <laughs> I wasn't happy that they killed uh, Laurie the first ten minutes. Uh, um, yeah, just the plot kind of sucked. Dangertainment. I mean, come on. <laughs> like, you know, but, I mean, it was kind of fun seeing Buster Rhymes in a movie, but like. I could watch a music video with Buster Rhymes and probably be more entertained. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't like this one at all, but I mean, it's, it's a horror movie. So um, yeah. Fun to visit. Over, overall 1.5 out of five. Not very good. I will say like the, I love techno horrors. I love movies that horror movies that incorporate technology. A lot of the new ones that are, you know, that are in this style incorporate like streaming and social media. And I find a lot of them are quite captivating. I love the unfriended movies. I was coming back to this movie thinking like, I, you know, it's kind of a proto one of those movies. And I thought it was going to be really good. And it didn't really do a whole lot with its sort of like webcam reality show angle. And I think it's a shame because I think it's kind of an interesting premise for the movie. And especially, you know, this is way before, you know, modern kind of influencer social media stuff like TikTok. Oh, and oh, a lot of movies that come out now, like uh, Talk to Me, are very much in that vein where it's kind of like making a commentary on like modern TikTok social media trends with horror. And this movie's kind of like preceding that. It didn't really do a lot with it, which is kind of a shame. But uh, a, a uh, more recent movie that kind of does the same thing is Deadstream, where the guy. Yeah. Okay, so that now that's I've seen that. a modern version of basically what we're watching here. Yeah, because it's he's, he's, a, he's in a he's in a haunted house and it's like gonna be he's a live thing streaming from a haunted house and and then his, and his it, audience yeah. helps him out and, and he's kind uh, of obnoxious. He's, he's kind obnoxious. Of a, yeah, yeah, it's it's really kind of the same movie. Now I think about yeah, it. Yeah, you kind of go back and forth between liking him and also just finding him really annoying, and it kind of right, works right. that way. It's a, it's kind a of swing back movie. to liking him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this movie, the characters, they weren't really that likable. Nothing was there. You know, they're, I love when the characters have a break to, like, do a bong hit. I kind of wish, like, Michael Myers took a bong hit in this movie. I kind of <laughs> like him more, I think. Yo, Michael, hit this! And he just, like, does the hit. and you know, <laughs> It totally changes. And he sticks the knife through the bong or something, gets them. I don't know. They could have done some... Something like that. Uh, I think my favorite, you know, horror marijuana adjacent thing is that the, the couple in, uh, I think it's Friday the 13th part three, that like, the, like the Cheech and Chong guy and like his girlfriend. And they basically like go in the basement and they just like, oh no, they're on the couch smoking weed. And basically like everything is happening during the movie. Characters are getting killed and they're just like chilling the whole time. And basically, they, they basically make it to the end of the movie because they're just like just vibing on the couch, like listening to music. They're, they're not even involved in the killings. They're just kind of doing their own thing. Uh, they should have just stayed upstairs smoking weed. Um, anyways, that's that's Halloween Resurrection. Not very good. Will we watch the Rob Zombie ones? Maybe at some point. Who knows? I know Curtis is dying to talk about them. He loves those movies. <laughs> And then so Halloween much. Kills, my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did. I did, I did like. I did like. Ones, I did so. like Halloween Kills more than Halloween Resurrection. I have to say, and that's saying a lot. <laughs> there you go. And uh, yeah, so there will be a few more Halloweens to come. I don't know when we'll do we them. We're back to Ridley Scott next week, though, aren't we? With Robin Hood from 2010. One of his, one of his greatest movies, I'm sure. A movie <laughs> that stands amongst Nobody the remembers best. it. Simon doesn't remember it either. <laughs> Crazy cast working. in that movie. Crazy cast in that movie. Ridley, like late, late, late style Ridley movies, take him or leave him. But the cast Bring are like everyone. 20 people deep, like stars, 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 like really deep. I was looking at the cast for, for Robin Hood. I think it's one of the last ones he did with Russell Crowe. But there's like I'm I'm looking at cast members like 15 deep and it's like a name I know. I'm like, wow, this movie's got a lot of fucking people in it. So yeah, we're gonna finish up that one. And I think we got some other ones up like Prometheus, I think The Martian, or it might be The Counselor. I don't know. One of those ones is coming up. We're almost getting near the end of the Ridley series. We're we're almost in the mid 2010s. So by the I think we're I think we're gonna get to uh, I guess Napoleon. I don't think we're gonna get to it by the time Gladiator 2 comes out. So we might have to revisit that one in a few months near the end of the year, whenever that releases. So, um, 
He's still cranking them out, you know. He's in his mid to late fifties or eighties, rather terminally. Gladiator two. <laughs> yeah, just like Clint, I, I'm. Clint I'm hoping. I hope he gets through out. that uh, S. Craig Zaylor uh, adaptation, the Wraith of the Broken Land, because I think that could be really interesting if he gets to that. But yeah. I mean, we'll see that because that'd be cool. Because we then we'd have that western, and then there's that adaptation of Blood Meridian, and if that's done well, that'd be a really cool, like double feature. <laughs> so. Yeah, and I guess that it would it would work because he did um the counselor I think is based off of a Cormac McCarthy novel I believe I don't really not really, really familiar with it but so it's familiar material I guess um mm -hmm. uh, otherwise uh, we'll do some more canon picks I'm sure we got some stuff coming up there um, I wanted to do our first movies made by actors series um, and the first entry I picked is the Charles Lawton one hit wonder movie a great actor who only ever made one movie. And the movie he made is one of the best ever. It's called The Night of the Hunter. So I mm. want to talk about that movie. Um, talk about, a you know, just a one-hit wonder. You know, I'm going to just drop this all-time great classic and then <laughs> never make another thing It's a great so, movie. Yeah, I've, so really I've, excited to talk about it. I've got mine, uh, the Grizzlies coming up too, and that's set in yeah, that's right. uh, a bit too. So I think it might be new for some of you, but it's it's. I thought it was a really amazing movie. Pretty heavy-hitting, but like, wow, what a film. And, uh, yeah. you know, some of the cast, Anna Lamb's doing True Detective now, which is really cool, so good for them <laughs> yeah i gotta think my, my next canon I, I gotta i don't know what i'm gonna pick something something or other maybe rocky i love rocky so Everyone i'm kind of putting it off there's a few oh, that i've been wanting to do that i'm rock, like oh, I'll rocky canon for later yeah like i, like I, <laughs> I obviously friday the 13th is my my white whale i could do two we hours could do something like Car carl later. carl carl weathers appreciation rocky one <laughs> Carl Weathers Month, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would give a shout out to Carl. I loved him so my, much. My man, He's Carl, such, such, a, such a fun actor, always putting oh, on yeah. a smile. What's the matter, Dylan? The CIA's got you pushing too many pencils. <laughs> <laughs> he was fantastic. Whatever he did was Happy Gilmore or Predator, The Mandalorian. <laughs> Mandalorian, he's just fantastic. It's... Yeah, and he's in a Super Bowl commercial that will probably be airing today, I Aww. guess, with Ronkowski. I think he did a, I think it's for some gambling thing or something, oh, I don't know. Of but... course, some gambling thing. Gambling yeah, thing his, his last world. performance is for DraftKings or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Use Anyways. promo code RIP Carl Weathers for, you know, rest in peace. I guess anything else for you guys to plug? I got, I will mention that for those of you who read my, my I've been putting like my uh, letterbox kind of rat write ups on Substack. I'm getting them in your, my email. I'm getting your, 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 I'm putting emails. together my best of 2023. I'm belated on. So I've been writing it up. I'm like halfway done. It's getting pretty long. So directly to your uh, emails. A lot of these ones were ones I watched and already talked about on the show. So I, I'll kind of probably keep them a little bit brief when I like go through them. But I, I have a list of 20 of my favorite movies that I watched last year. It was really hard to cut it to 20. There were some really great ones that had to chop off, but the list I have, I'm pretty satisfied with. It was, and one of them is Killers of the Flower Moon, which I just rewatched. Great movie still. Um, it's on Apple TV+. Plus. The only thing I could really watch on there, I guess. There's like no movies on there. There's that movie and the Beanie Baby movie. And that's did you did it. you like but the uh, Zone of – I didn't hear your thoughts on Zone of Interest. Did you like it, John, or was it too heavy, or would you say? Or I talked about it last week. You yeah, I think, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course I was. Yeah. <laughs> Got to lunch. <laughs> you gotta re, you gotta rewatch the episode, man. You gotta, Total you know, recall, man. <laughs> recall, recall. <laughs> I think I talked about it last week. It was last yeah. week, like the week prior. I don't remember, but yeah, I don't. Know. To recap, I liked it. That was good. All That's right, it. gang. <laughs> we'll wrap up there. But uh, have a great I'm week, cool. everyone. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Right. Take care. <laughs> Bye.